amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to the Bride Time Live show with your host, Dr. June Knight. Dr. June, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing sir? great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to be on your program. Yeah, let me I think we're doing good because I don't hear any back or anything. You said the audio quality sounds really good. It sounds it sounds pretty good to me. It, it sounded like you did uh, glitch just a little bit there. I hope that's not uh, a sign of anything to come. Well, I do too. Let me see what this number one is. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Hey, everybody that's watching this broadcast, let us know if you can hear us good uh, before we still got a few minutes before we get started. So let us know if you can hear us good. I hear a little bit of crunching noise. I wonder if that's my beard. You know what? That is better. Wow. It was probably the speaker rubbing. Probably. So I'm going to hold really still. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) 
Hey, well, Ken, go ahead and start us off in prayer while people are still signing on. You bet. You bet. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I just pray that your blessing would be on this uh, time of sharing and broadcasting. Um, and Holy Spirit, um, you're the one that is specifically with us here on earth. And we just acknowledge you. And we ask that you would be in control. Uh, guide our thoughts and our words. And uh, we pray for the United States of America and for the Church of Jesus to rise up and be strong. And uh, we worship you Sorry, in yeah. this moment. In the yes, name of Lord. Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, now they said that my audio is not as good as yours, so... Oh, sorry. That's all right. That's sorry all right. Okay, I am going to fix mine where I can plug in my audio, so hold on just a moment. Please, thank you for your mercy. Okay. Let me make sure I'm in good. And I'm going to put my earphones on as well. All right. All right. I'm glad I won't be the only one chained down. Hey, how is this, everybody? Sounds amazing to me, Dr. June. Is that good quality? Sounds how, really how good to me. How is it, Brad? Is it good? Let us know. I think that'll work really well. Okay, so did you pray already? I did. I did. I, I prayed, and then an earthquake came. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, I, I'm, I must be a powerful pray, prayer warrior. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, well, let me pray, and then we'll get started. Praise right, the Lord. Lord. We just thank you so much for this broadcast tonight, Lord. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. We put you in your place tonight, Lord. You are so glorious, Lord, in this nation. You are so beautiful tonight. Look, Lord, how we can actually be live together in your name, in unison across the entire United States, from one end of Washington, D.C. to the other end of Washington State. How awesome is our God. And we praise you tonight, Lord. Let your will be done and let your anointing fall on this broadcast tonight, Lord. And we give this broadcast to you in Jesus' mighty name. All right, Brad, good evening, good evening. This is your host tonight, Dr. G. Knight, coming to you from the great state of Washington, D.C., the great place of Washington, D.C. Listen. We have a lot going on in our nation, a lot of good things, even though today we had the terrible shootings in Colorado. Please, please pray about that. We have a lot of chaos and a lot of darkness that's happening, but at the same time, we have a lot of goodness and a lot of revival that's happening at the same time. And listen, Brad, we are going to hear tonight from a pastor uh, who has a lot of things to share with us about what God is doing in Washington State area and what he's doing all across the United States. So please, for the Bride Time Live show, give it up for Pastor Kim Peters. Yay! How you doing, sir? 
Oh, I'm doing so good. Uh, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to share what the Lord is doing. I'm really uh, excited about this opportunity. Yes. Now, actually, you have the Church of the Planned Parenthood. I must admit that when I first saw the name, it threw me for a, a loop. Because I was like, what? They're having church inside of the devil's Planned Parenthood. But then I saw what you was doing, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I have got to interview this man. So I am going to give you the floor uh, for a little bit, and I would like for you to tell the bride a little bit about you. We're going to talk about Kim Peters, the man, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, we really, we want to know about you, like, what did God do to take you from nothing and turn you into something? What's your life story? Uh, you know, I grew up a, a Pentecostal preacher's kid in a very small town. My daddy pastored a church of about 50 people. But, um, you know, he was a faithful man. Yeah. Uh, he, loved it. he loved his wife. He, he, he raised his kids uh, in, in the word of God. And uh, so I had a very godly example. And I must admit, I got my love for the United States and my, my um, kind of backbone, if you will, yeah. to, fight for, to fight for righteousness Aww. from him. Um, yeah, he, he uh, just, he lived it. It's who he was. And when Operation Rescue was, you know, first getting started and Pat Robertson, I don't know if you remember that, when he ran yeah. for president, yeah. uh, my, dad was, my dad was running Pat Robertson's campaign in our little town. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't even a, he wasn't even an American at that time. He married an American, my my mom, and uh met her at Canadian Bible College up in Regina, Saskatchewan. And uh wow. but but he he fell in love with this nation even as a Canadian. Now now he's a, a legal uh uh immigrant a legal citizen. Um but I learned how to stand up for righteousness from my from my father. And uh, so went to Bible college. I, I, now I, I swore I would never be a preacher like my daddy. I, 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 that is I would so say, funny. I'd say that to my parents all the time. I'll, I'll be a lawyer. I'll be something like that. I'll never be a preacher. And they said to me, they said, well, just go to Bible college for one year. That's all we'll ask of you. You know, take a year with the Lord and then you can become a lawyer or whatever else. Well, yeah. It was a big trap from the Lord because I went to Bible college and got involved in a, in a church in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I was called into ministry right there in a church service. The Holy Spirit came Aww. in and, <laughs> and, and changed my heart and softened my heart, and I was called to be a pastor just like my daddy. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then I met the most amazing partner uh, for ministry and for life and my wife, of Valencia um, at Bible College, and we both dreamed of planting a church someday called Covenant Church. And so we did a few youth pastor stints in the Assembly of God and in a non-denominational yeah. church. And uh, but uh, then we eventually uh, planted Covenant Church, and we've been pastoring that now for about twenty years. Twenty years. Where is Covenant Church at? We are located in Spokane, Washington, and we have another campus in Moses Lake, Washington, which is kind of, if you're not familiar, you're from Washington, D.C., yes. we're from the state of Washington. Right. Moses Lake is kind of halfway between Spokane and Seattle, right in the middle. So 
Uh, we kind of got the east side of Washington that we're uh, uh, preaching the gospel in. Oh, got you. Okay. Well, how is your dad since he since you went into full time ministry? Is he proud of you? Yeah, I think mom and dad, I think mom and dad are real proud. Of, I think they're they're blown away because you know I was a little bit of a you know your typical PK. I'm sure you've heard of the reputation that pastors' kids can sometimes have. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty much your stereotypical PK. So. I know I was probably out of all the kids they, they had. I have four siblings. I was probably the least likely to succeed spiritually. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I know they're proud. And, and, you know, I'm just kind of following in my dad's footsteps and uh, being bold about the United States. This is a great country. God, it is. And, and we love this nation. And I'm, I'm thankful for our president. I'm thankful for this this window of opportunity that we have, um, you know, after eight years of just, of just horrendous policies and, and, and just anti-God, anti-church, anti-United States, quite frankly, policies. Um, He's put in office, uh, not your, uh, you know, your cookie cutter church Christian type of guy, but he put into the the white house, a warrior and, And he's our friend. And so I'm, I'm thankful for our president and this window of opportunity that we have as a nation and as the Church of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm glad that you do see the window of opportunity that it is. And I want to say for the state of Washington, isn't that a democratic state? We are a very liberal uh, democratic state, yes. Yes. Now, I imagine as a pastor, that has a lot to play with the uh, spiritual warfare that you battle in the atmosphere because I have dealt with the state of Washington a couple of times since I've been up here in D.C. And they have let me know we are a blue state. Like you, you know, they was telling me you will not move Washington. And so I imagine, though, in the spirit, since our battle's not with flesh and blood, but it's with the principalities, is that your battle in that state has got to be pretty horrendous. It is. And, and, and then how fitting would it be if revival actually was sparked out of what the devil would think would be his stronghold? Isn't, exactly. that, just like our, isn't that just like our Lord to, to, to take dead yes. and, and, and done and then produce life and fire and revival and and so wouldn't it be so God ironic if revival started right out of a place that the devil thought he had a stranglehold on? Yes. Now, I want you to take us. Now you're in Covington. Is it Covington Church? It's, it's Covenant Church. Covenant, Covenant Church. Okay, Covenant yes. Church. Yes. And you and your wife have been doing that now for 20 years. Okay, what in the world? What made you decide to go to start the, take us into where you're at now? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, like I said, I've got a heart for our country. Um, I take a stand for the United States. I take a stand uh, just from the pulpit uh, for uh, the life of the unborn, marriage, the way the Bible says marriage uh, should be. And uh, and and issues like that; those are kind of the two main that that I focus on. Right. And but we had a special speaker come on out, 
and his name is Rusty Thomas. And uh, Brother Rusty Thomas is from a group called Operation Save America. It used to be Operation Rescue with Randall wow. Terry. Yeah, yeah. So he came out and he preached at our church. Somebody introduced me to him. I, I'm, a, I'm a risk taker. I didn't know him. I didn't know him until that weekend. Yeah. And, and he got up and he started preaching. He's got, you know, his whole ministry is to abolish abortion. Like that's his purpose. That's his calling. That, that's his organization. That's what they're all about. And uh, he began preaching. And in the middle of that service, um, I just felt the, the, the thought put into my mind and the passion put into my heart. I felt like the Lord said, and I, and I had been preparing to plant another church. I had another church plant in my heart because I'm a church planner. Yeah. And, and I felt like the Lord threw my plans into a tailspin and said, he said to me, I want your next church campus to be Covenant Church Planned Parenthood. <laughs> and and I, I thought, I rebuke you, Satan. Yeah. That, that, that's crazy, right? And, uh, but as he kept preaching, man, I just kept feeling this heavy call to plant a church campus at Planned Parenthood. And so I, I got up at the end of the sermon. Rusty came down. I got up at the end of the sermon, and, and I didn't even tell my wife. You know, you're supposed to talk things over with yeah. your wife before. <laughs> and, and I announced to the whole church, I said, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to plant our next church campus is going to be the Planned Parenthood Church Campus. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, they they kind of, you can just see a corporate jaw hitting the ground and eyes bugging out like saucers, including my wife's. Uh, Rusty Thomas, who was the speaker, had never heard of, his jaw hit the ground. His eyes bugged out. And uh, they all just kind of stared at me. <laughs> but, but I was serious, man. I felt like it was a word from the Lord. I felt like it was a prophetic word. Yeah. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. Uh, who'd ever started a church at Planned Parenthood before? And uh, right. so that, that was the moment where um, I received the call. I believe that was in August of last year. And, uh, of course, once you announce something to the church and, you know, after you announce it, well, you're kind of obligated yes. to do it. Yeah. So I began to pray. Um, I began to go out to Planned Parenthood and pray there and kind of scope out the terrain and, and dream of, okay, here's going to be the platform and here's where the people can stand and we'll put the praise and worship team up here. You know, really, just like you would plant a regular church, I went through all the same kind of logistics yeah. to plant this church at Planned Parenthood. And you know what's crazy is, my hero is John Wesley. Like John Wesley, like shook the planet in the 1700s. I yeah. mean, and and just him and his brother and George Whitfield, it's like a small group of men shook the planet. And so he's always been my hero. And and he always preached outside because the churches wouldn't let him in. He was he was too radical for the Anglican Church in England at that time. So he'd preach out there to thousands in the field, and I. I went out there and I started scoping out this, this area of, of property. It's city property right beside Planned Parenthood. And I thought to myself, man, I'm going to live my dream. I'm going to be like John Wesley <laughs> preaching outside. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, I began to pray. And, and uh, 
and then um, we kind of figured out the logistics. I didn't have a PA system for our first service, and I was expecting maybe 20 to 30 people to show up. You know, those crazy church members yeah, that, yeah. you know, they'll be there no matter what, even, even if their pastor's crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so we went out there and had our first church service in Dr. June. The, we had 175 people at our first service in October, uh, right there at Planned Parenthood. How many? We had 175 wow. people for our, for our first service. Wow. Yeah, it it was it was I, it blew my mind. Seventy five people at your first Planned Parenthood service, and at this our is first service. And this is October. This is cold outside, right? Well, it wasn't cold yet, but it was about to get cold. Okay. <laughs> the first service wasn't wasn't cold. It was perfect. Yeah. But we had the winter months coming up. This is not when you want to start an outdoor church exactly. in Spokane, Washington, yeah. right? So we had November coming up, and the attendance went down. And I expected it to kind of go down because the, the temperature went down. Wait, don't get a head start. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, listen, <laughs> I've got to ask you. Okay, your first service. You're out there in front of Planned Parenthood. We know that uh, what happens in Planned Parenthood is extremely demonic. Yeah. We, we know that. Planned Parenthood, the organization itself, is like the beast of the day. It it's, is. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. place where they, they have child sacrifices every day to Moloch. I mean, this is not Absolutely. a place to play around with. You right. are bringing these people out here to the beast of the day. Yeah. And so when you get out there, did you have any resistance from them? Did they know you're coming? Kind of take us with you to that day. No, I pre appreciate you asking. They they did not know we were coming. And okay. they were so surprised that uh, when we started having church, and it was just glorious. I mean, yeah. we had some YWAM kids miraculously in town uh, that I was connected with. They 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 came and brought the, the spirit. Um, my wife looked at me just shocked. Cause she thought I was just as crazy as my church mates thought I was. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, um, honey, I've never been more proud of you than I am right now in my entire life. Oh, that yeah, makes me that, want to cry. That's awesome. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, that, that I'll never, for, I'll never forget her saying that. I but bet. here, Yeah. It was, it was amazing, but check this out. We start having church at five 30 Planned Parenthood closes at six. So they're they're in the last half an hour of their day. You when mean they this saw, is while they're in business? They're still open. What? They're still open. No yes. way. What? Absolutely. What, what day did you do this on? We do it on Wednesdays uh, at five thirty. Yeah, we do it at five thirty, so people can get off of work and and stop by and do a forty-five minute church service before wow. you know maybe on the way to their church or maybe they go home or maybe they have a small group on that day. Um, I thought but, you did this on a Sunday. No, no, we we that, do it on a Wednesday night. That is so awesome. 
It is. And so okay. they're, they're, they're still open. So, so they didn't know you was coming and then 175 people show up. They had no idea we were coming. And 175 people showed up. And they hadn't seen 175 Christians on their lawn at one time, probably in like forever. Wow. And so check this out. We're having, we're having worship. They start panicking. They, they think something horrible is about to happen. They all ran out of the building, ran to their cars, and they all fled like a bunch of cockroaches when wow. the light was turned on. Literally, like the light of Jesus was turned on. And it reminds me of that scripture that says, uh, the wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You yes. Could, <laughs> yes you could literally see that verse yes. come into live action and live play Woo. as they ran when the church showed up. Wow. So, yeah, it was a glorious first service. I bet. I yeah, bet. It, it was unbelievable. They, they all fled. We had service, and uh, it just we we went away just thinking wow what have we stumbled onto here this is definitely a work of god not a stupid idea yes, by yes. man well because i if i was one of your church members i would be proud too and then to be standing out there i would be thinking we're taking the territory back we're tearing down some devils you know, we are taking the darkness and we're squashing it with the light. I mean, there's so much profoundly happening uh, while you're out there. Okay, next question. After your first night, did you get some feedback from them or anything? Not a whole lot yet. I think okay. they just hoped we were going to be like a bad rash and, yeah. and go away. Okay. What they, <laughs> what they didn't realize is that we were here to bang on the doors of the gates of hell. And we, we have made a commitment that when they stop butchering babies, we will stop having church on their lawn. Oh, bam! In your <laughs> face, devil. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah, so, so we're, we, we weren't going to come and just do like a, like, and we're not a protest. This is church. Yeah, right, the, right. The the Bible says they're they're used to protest, but we're not there to protest on this one. I'm not against protesting. I'm just saying that's not what we are. We're there to, we're there to have church. You know, the Bible says that uh, that the gates of hell will not prevail yes, against Lord. the church. Right. But here's the deal: if the gates are defensive, gates don't attack. Gates protect. So you you in order to push down gates, you've got to be aggressive we can't just stay in our four walls we can't just stay in our prayer closets alone the the church has got to get aggressive with the holy spirit and push on the walls yes uh, in order for gates to collapse you gotta push yes lord and the, and the church hasn't been pushing quite frankly we i think it's not because the church is uh, with has bad people i think some people are apathetic but i think a lot of christians do care and do have the fire. I think they just don't know what to do. Right. They they, they don't want to be mean and vitriol like yeah. they think some other people are. Right. Um, but so they, and they're discouraged. They don't think they can do anything that would help. 
And so they just stay home and maybe vote and, and, and maybe pray. Uh, maybe some preachers will mention abortion a couple of times a year. Yeah. Uh, and Christians just don't even know what to do. So what we've given the Christian, and this is what's so exciting. We've given the Christian something to do that is aggressive and that is active, and yet it's not mean or vitriol in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. We're calling, we're, we're having a Mount Carmel experience, and we're calling down fire from heaven. Yes, Lord. But, but you know, for fire to come down from heaven, you got to have a prophet, <laughs> and, and then the nation of Israel's got to show up, and the prophets of Baal got to be there. And when, you, when we meet at Planned Parenthood, we got it all. We got the pastors, we got the prophets, we got Israel, we got the people of God, they're yeah. there, yeah. and we got Baal there. We got yeah. child sacrifice there. It is, it's Baal, and we, yes. It is, and, and the devil's there, and Jezebel's there. Yes. It's, it's the Jezebel spirit. But, but for us to have a Mount Carmel call fire down from heaven time, the church has got to show up for there to be a showdown. If yeah. there's not... <laughs> there's, there's never going to be a showdown if there's not a show up. That's right. Amen. Whenever God did something like when fire came down from heaven and Elijah poured water on the sacrifice, the, the, he called the nation of Israel. Elijah was there. Ahab was there. Everyone was there. And that's the idea behind this is let's get the church out to Mount Carmel. Yeah. Out to the battlefield and let's call fire down from heaven. And I think Dr. June that God can send fire. I think he's powerful enough to end abortion on his own. Yeah. But I think, but, but I think he's waiting for the body of Christ Come on. to show up and yes, be the hands God. and feet of God. Yeah. Which is what the church is supposed to be. I'm sorry. I, I went on preaching. <laughs> well, I've got to ask you something. Okay, so you did the first week on that Wednesday night, very successful. Okay, then when you went to church on Sunday with these same 175 people or whatever, what was your Sunday service? Was it different? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Okay, first of all, the, the 175 people weren't, this is what's super miraculous, is the 175 people weren't uh, just our people. Oh, we wow. Yeah, we changed the name from Covenant Church at Planned Parenthood to The Church at Planned Parenthood because I want The Church of Jesus Christ. Wow. Bam. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, so we literally had, I don't know, about 10 churches, probably about yeah. uh, eight pastors there represented at our first service. That's but I'm awesome. telling you what, we have a Wednesday night service at our church right after the service at Planned Parenthood. And Dr. June, the worship and the service is never better than when you've been on the battlefield. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, the, yeah. the, the church of Jesus Christ doesn't know what they're missing Come on, by, hi, by hiding away That's right, and, amen. and just doing their little bless me club and, and fill me up, Lord, yeah. and not getting out there where the, the demons drinking, are, baby. Yes. where, yes, where the devil is That's and, right. and Planned Parenthood is the devil's, it, it's the worst place in America. It it's is. the place of child sacrifice. I agree. 
And when you get right out there, I'm telling you, when you come uh, for church on Wednesday night, talk about an edge on the worship. I mean, I mean, people are praising God. They, oh, they, Cause it's cause now we're not just at church saying, Lord, what can you give me? Yeah. Bless me, bless me, bless me, right. prosper me, make me successful. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's not me, me, me. It's like, yeah. man, I've just been out in a war, man. I've just been out on the battlefield and yeah. we won. We won because God is victorious. And we come back and I'm telling you, we're worshiping God. We are oh. praising the Lord and his I presence bet. is so strong. I bet. I really, I really believe that because I understand being in the trenches and how, uh, okay, first of all, when all of these people are out there in this atmosphere, okay, around Planned Parenthood, it's the whole thing. If people only realize, I deal with this all the time up here in Washington, D.C., if people only realize it's the whole big picture of what this thing is doing. It's yeah. the residue from it. It's the stench in God's nostrils yes. from it. It's the atmosphere of the warfare. It's the the devil just laughing, you know, like just a yep. mocking. It's it's the whole shebang. So when you're out there and you're taking the territory back, what does the word of God say? When we worship the Lord, the devils flee. They, you're literally causing in the spirit there an earthquake in the spirit because it's causing the devil to have a heart attack. I absolutely see the big picture and I am so excited about it. Okay, let's go now to the next week. Let's go to the next week. What happened? Did you have more people come or what? Well, well, we do once a month. And, and so oh, we, once a month, okay. we do, we do once a month. That way we don't, we don't wear everybody yes, out. We have a whole a month to, to pray and prep. And, and so our next one was in November okay. and it, it was powerful, but the attendance went down, but we still had over a hundred people. Oh, and good. so, so we were excited. Then we hit December yeah. and, and it, it was a snowstorm. Oh, it was man. a snowstorm. And so here we are, we got hands raised up. Snow is falling down. Oh. And it and it's just but but when you're out there worshiping God in the snow and you're willing to get out there in the freezing temps, it it shows the world that you care. Yes. You're not just a comfortable Christian. You're right. a, you're you're a Christian that that doesn't care what the weather's like at right, that moment. Right. You're you're out there with a purpose. So that was powerful. Yes. Okay. Then we hit January. Our first, somehow the Lord, I think the Lord was testing us, giving us some success, but testing us uh, at the end of the year. And we hit January and Dr. June in January, we had 300 people show up in the 20 degree temperatures. Wow. 300 people, over 300 and we had over 65,000 people view my live feed, which I've never had. I've never had. I'm just a little, I, I pastor a church of 200, man. I'm wow. nothing special. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little pastor out here in Spokane. I got 65,000 people viewing my live feed. And then in February, uh, in February, it went up 
from there and we had close to 400 and the last two services we've had over 400 pushing 500 people you wow. can't see the end of people it is in, it's incredible when when it's time for service Cars are parked everywhere because there's no parking lot. Like, we can't park at Planned Parenthood, right? Oh, I just right? want to cry. This is so amazing. It feel, listen, I grew up, my dad was a revivalist. We prayed for revival. We believed God for revival. We knew revival was the only answer. And I'm telling you, Dr. June, when we, when we show up for these services and people are coming from all, like, mile, they're walking a mile to get to Planned Parenthood, to, to oh, get in there. Beautiful. And, and, it just it feels Thank more you, like revival than I've ever experienced in my life. And Dr. June, wouldn't it be so the Lord if revival happened on the on the exact piece of ground that is the place of the enemy's yes. greatest victory? Yes. Wouldn't that be so like God? Because repentance is always a precursor to revival. It is. And, yes. and just the church being there says we know there's something wrong. Yes. And we repent, God. We are sorry for the sin yes, of our Lord. nation. But we're going to do something about it. We're going to repent, and we're going to pray, and we're going to believe yes. God for a change. But that, that's the miracle. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, did you see the movie Unplanned? We sure did. We sure you did. Know, I took the whole church to it. Oh, listen. In Washington, up here, back in December, uh, the producers came here and did a a, a preview showing uh, to some of the spiritual leaders here in the city. It was right next to the Supreme Court. And I've never had an abortion as a woman. I've never had an abortion, but I know friends that have. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the movie, and it when some of those scenes happened, I just felt like I was going to have a heart attack. Like, because they made it so real to show what really happens. Uh, and it, it brought a visual to what we all really knew was happening. Right. But right. it kind of just was a in your face deal. I was crying so hard. I couldn't hardly contain myself. Mm. I, I felt like I was wanting to either just lay on the floor and just weep before the throne. And I, I was sitting there saying, how is this legal? You know, like now you see it, you're like, how is this legal? This is, this is just murder. This is outright murder, people. And so afterwards, the producers asked us, you know, what was your reaction? And I told them. And I said, it's just so horrible. Like, okay, uh, it's hard for us especially as Americans, because we live such good lives here, really. Even if we don't have a home, we still live good lives compared to third world countries. So when we see suffering, when we see people that are hurting, sometimes we don't want to look because it hurts to look. And especially in situations like this where it's trauma, you know, you don't want to see it. But when you're forced to see it, you're like, you're just... You don't really don't know how to act to it. And so then now the movie has come out. Now it's like the best selling movie. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a passion of the Christ type of deal. Mm -hmm. Now this movie is changing the world. And then listen to this. This may sound small, but I don't believe it is. I met a lady in Lynchburg and she's watching this broadcast right now. 
And she told me that God gave her a vision, I guess it was in January, to host things for women across this country that have had abortions uh, in private little homes, like doing nothing mm-hmm. but just. And I was like, see what God is doing with her and what God is doing with you and what God is doing with this movie. It's like we are coming to the point where Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And it's like God is just pulling the church together to say, come on, people. You've got to stand up for righteousness. See, back in the day, uh, I think you're about the same age I am, but back in the day, they used to protest. I mean, they used to go stand out there and tell yep. people, you know, that this is wrong, and they used yep. to do it in uh, all the other wicked places, you know, but we yep. quit doing all that. But the yep. point that I'm trying to make is is that this vision that God has given you and this this unusual plan is just for such a time as this. I mean, don't you feel that in your bones, brother? Dr. Jim, this is a Kairos moment. Yes. You know, there's, there's two kinds of time in the scripture that, that there's two Greek words for, for time. There's chronos, which is just chronological time. And then in the scripture, a few times the word Kairos is used. And that word kairos means a special time for a specific uh, moment in history. Like Jesus Christ came at a specific strategic time. He came in a kairos moment. Yeah. And we, this is what you're sensing is the same thing I'm sensing and mm-hmm. other prophets in America are sensing. And, and those with discernment are yes. sensing that this is the moment. It and, is. And, and God is doing something through this movie, through this crazy idea. And I think the church quit protesting. You mentioned we used to protest. Yeah. We used to be out there. But they quit because there was discouragement, I think. And, and everybody just thought, well, we can't. It's not working. Why get arrested? Why, yeah. why go to all the trouble? Let's just leave. But, you know, that's the way it was uh, before Elijah called Israel to Mount Carmel. Israel had fled from Jezebel. And that's what the church has done, that the church has fled from Jezebel. Right, and right. the church is hiding in their churches and they're hiding in the homes. But, but I want to say to, to anybody who's watching to America, I want to say that, uh, that the prophet Elijah has showed up. All right. And it's now. not me. It's the spirit. It's the yes. spirit of the prophet Elijah. Yes. It is time for the prophets of God and the pastors and the and, and the the missionaries and the people of Israel, the people of the Church of Jesus Christ, to come out of their hiding. Yes. It's time to show up for a showdown on Mark Carmel. You can just tell the planets have been aligned. God is doing something. We have the right president in office. Yes, that that is that is giving us that window. God, whether you like all of his antics or his terminology or, wh- or whatever, I'm thankful for our president. Yeah. And, and God put that man in office. He is a tough man, he is, he, and which is what we need. And he has, he, God has used him like a Cyrus to, yes. to, to give us a window for the showdown on Mark Camel. So to your point, Dr. June, this is a Kairos moment. You are it sensing is. it. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing it. But the church as a whole 
uh, it's beginning to wake up. And my prayer is, and I know your prayer is as well, is that they would completely get out, get out and show up and let's get on a Mount Carmel and watch fire fall. Well, let me tell you, there was a woman here in Washington uh, last week on a horse and buggy. And she said, this is the tomb of the unknown child. Mm. And she had, she rolled this thing across the United States. Mm. And it was, uh, all it was, was a coffin in the back. And mm. it said, tomb of the unknown child. And see how God is having her travel mm. across the country yep. on a, a horse and buggy. She wears black where she's mourning. And then you have that lady that did the morning. What was that day of morning? Yep. Oh, that's uh, that's the activist mommy. Yeah, uh, the uh, activist mommy. Uh, Elizabeth Johnston. She's yes. a good friend of good friend of mine. In fact, Elizabeth Johnston is going to be preaching at our church at Planned Parenthood. In, <laughs> it, yes, in that's August. Awesome. She's going to be, she's going to be preaching that in August. So we're super excited to have Elizabeth Johnson. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's all, it's all coming together. It is. It is. Well, let me uh, talk to us about these other churches that are joining. How many states are doing this now? Oh, wow. Well, well, locally and, and then regionally and nationally. So, so locally, uh, we've probably got about 15 churches that are, can you believe it, working no. together? <laughs> what a That's concept, amazing. right? Yes. Un unity for a, for a greater cause, right? Yeah. So we got, we have Pentecostals, we have Baptists, we have, uh, you know, Calvinists, we've got uh, Arminians, Wesleyans, I mean, you name yeah. it, the church is working together. But here's the cool thing. Uh, that's Awesome. That's amazing. The unity that we're seeing locally here in Spokane. But then other people from other cities are beginning to catch the vision on their own. Yeah. They are seeing what's going on and they are feeling the call. Uh, we have uh, Mitch and Carrie Cole uh, from Yakima. They caught the calling and the, and the vision of the Lord. The Lord called them and they started one in Yakima. I was out there preaching for their Yakima service just a few weeks ago, and they had 250 people wow. for their second service. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Mike uh, Satterfield is, is started one with some other pastors in the Seattle area, and they had over 200 at their last service. Um, then one popped up in Indianapolis, and there's some brothers out there. Uh, started one in Indianapolis. They had their, their first service, had over 100 people. Wow, uh, then, that's awesome. Yes, and then one started up in Chicago. One started up in Oklahoma City, and, and people are coming to these things. I mean, over, over 100 people to the first services. Now, do you have a website where people can find out where these are located at? We do, we do. Our, our website is thechurchatplannedparenthood.com. So thechurchatplannedparenthood, and it's the word at, not the sign at. It's now, the word it, at. Yeah, does it have a, a place for churches to sign up or for people to sign up to start one in their state? It does. It has an email address, and I'm, I'm telling you, Dr. June, I'm getting the amount of churches at Planned Parenthood that have started is nothing compared to the amount of pastors and lay leaders that are interested in starting one. I bet. Th there's, there is a birthing uh, yes. going on. I in believe the, in, it, I do. <laughs> I'm getting regular 
uh, calls, regular emails, and they're saying, Pastor Ken, can you come out and fly out to Florida and meet with a bunch of pastors out there? Can you come on wow. out? To, and and that's, that just happened a few days ago. And, and Pastor Ken, can you come out to Iowa? I've got some pastors together that I want you to share the vision with them and, and, and people from all over asking. So I think, June, I don't think, I know by the Spirit, I know prophetically that, that these things are going to spring up all yes. over this nation. Can you yes. imagine if, can you imagine if at every Planned Parenthood in the United States, there was a church of Jesus Christ right there, yes. pushing on the walls yes, of, this, of this Auschwitz here in our own yes. country? Well, let me ask you this. How is uh, Planned Parenthood acting now? <laughs> well, they have gone to our city council, and they've complained about the sidewalks being blocked. What? And about road danger. They're just, they're just scraping and clawing and reaching for anything they possibly can. Our local newspaper, the Spokesman Review, yeah. just last week uh, had us on the front page what? like literally in fact in fact yeah, you know what I, I just happened it. to have it right here Yay. on my desk and I, I didn't have that prepared but look at there we are wow and look at this little girl look at it says hundreds now they call it a protest of course it's not a protest but wow. this is the this is the liberal media speaking yeah but but hundreds it says Hundreds, and you know how the liberal press is about the numbers. They never, <laughs> yes, they I never want to get. <laughs> you would know be, yeah. being a White House correspondent. They yeah. they never uh, give you the accurate, but they did. They gave us accurate numbers, and you can see this little girl yeah. hugging this baby. This girl Whitney, Aww. she is. Uh, yeah, look at isn't she precious? Yes. She is. Aww. Look at her hugging. Look at her hugging that baby. Mm-hmm. She is, you know why she's hugging that baby right there in the middle of our, our church service at Planned Parenthood? Because she thought about aborting that baby. Aww. She thought she, the voices of the enemy and the world told her she was 16 when she had that baby. And the world told her, you're too young. Yeah, you can't yeah. afford it. You don't need this. It'll, this baby will mess up your career. This baby will mess up your future. You need to abort this baby. It's, it's legal. And this girl uh, was tempted and, and could have gone to Planned Parenthood. So get the picture. We're having service. We're worshiping. We're praying. And you got this girl holding on to, oh, her, to her, her baby boy. And she's, as she's holding on, she's thinking, I almost killed you. I almost killed you. Yes, Lord. And, 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 and she's a member. She, God put her on the front page of the paper. And the next Sunday, she called me and she goes, Pastor Ken, I've been waiting for the right moment to dedicate him to Jesus. Could I dedicate him to the Lord on Thank Sunday? You, Lord. And, I, <laughs> and I said, absolutely. Let's and so the Sunday after the service, two days after she's on the front page of the newspaper wow. at Planned Parenthood, holding her child, knowing that, that he could have died and that she could have made that decision so easily. And yes. she was so tempted because the devil speaks in your ear. He's, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he come, yes, he's coming he after our young. And so we dedicated that baby boy to Jesus uh, oh. the Sunday, two days after this big article came out. Well, what an honor that is, that all this time that you're out there and you're worshiping and you're fighting in the spirit and whatnot and 
just to see the fruits, you know, that are remaining, you know, that's a fruit yeah. that will remain. Yeah. So, um, I want to, uh, ask you before we pray, do you have a word for the church in America? I do. I do. All um, right. Well, you've got the floor and I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I can't, I'm telling well, you, I cannot wait to pray. I cannot wait to pray for you because the anointing, hallelujah. The anointing hallelujah. is so thick and I'm just so thankful to uh, interview you and I thank you for doing this. Oh, the, the privilege is mine and, and, yes. and you're helping us get the word out. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful because we, we, uh, we want the church to awaken. The word that I have, it comes from the book of Exodus and ver chapter 2. And verse 23, and it says, during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and they cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning, it says, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. In other words, God remembered. Because here is the situation. There is a time, you mentioned before, there is a time for deliverance. Yeah. There's a time for deliverance. Moses uh, knew that this was the time. God heard the groanings of the people of Israel, and he remembered his covenant. And I know you believe, as I do, that America is not just uh, an accident uh, uh, that, that, that is just another nation. I believe America is much more than, than a country. That's right. Amen. America is a move of God. Yes. Uh, America is a missions movement. It is a yes. freedom movement. And there are those that, that will, would say that America is nothing special. And it and if you try to make America special, then you're somehow uh, a bigot or, or an, a, a, a white nationalist or, or yes. some goo goofy thing like that. But, but a prophetic people, a people that have discernment, a people that understand can see that America in it of herself is a miracle. Yes, uh, it is. It, we, were, we were settled by the Puritans and the the pilgrims and America made with the Mayflower compact. I believe this to be true. America made a covenant with God. Yeah. If, if you've ever read the, the Mayflower compact, let, I wrote it down right here because I wanted to share this. If I had the opportunity, yeah, go here's, ahead. here's the Mayflower compact. It says having undertaken, listen to this for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And the wow. honor of our king. And look, at that's the reason that the first covenant, the first contract was ever drawn up. They, they gave the reason for this country. And they said, for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. That is the original covenant that man made with God. I don't think that America is an accident. We are a nation that has a covenant. We were founded, our roots were for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And Dr. June, if this country goes down, freedom goes down around the world. Yes, Israel, it does. And Israel, the, world, the world knows it too. They do. They know, and that's why 
Now, being here in Washington to all these viewers, this place, when I first came here, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but. No, I'm glad. It's your show. You interrupt as much. This is God. God is. It's God's show, though, right? It's God's show. He's and he's saying something. In Washington, when I first came here, I thought, okay, this is the nation's capital. But let me tell all of you Americans out there, this is not just the nation's capital. Mm. This is the globe's capital. There is people here from all over the world. I mean, that come here specifically, number one, to get the president's attention. I can't believe how many people want to talk to him from all over the world. And you know Mm. what I hear a lot, because I interview a lot of people out on the streets, plus I pray, you know, for a lot of people. They all want America to be healthy. They want us to come back and to be great again because they say if we fall, the entire world falls. Like we are, we are the world's last sustaining hope. That's right. That's you know? right. And if we can only grasp the power that we have in our country uh, to hold up the entire planet, that even other countries, Pastor, even other countries are sending missionaries over here. Mm, They're sending mm. missionaries here from Nigeria and everywhere trying to get us to be revived and to come back to the place that we are supposed to be. And I want to say one other thing. When you said that about the Mayflower Compact, did you know they are taking that out of textbooks so that our grandchildren, our children and grandchildren are not hearing the truth about the, the purpose and the function of our country? And I think that's very sad. When I grew up, we read the Mayflower Compact. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But now they're taking yeah. that out and they're making it sound like we was just a bunch of killers that came over here and just slaughtered everybody and just, you know, got this hoe. They just take God completely out of the equation. You know. Yes, every, every yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants to marginalize the specialness of this country. They want to marginalize America. They want to make it just like any other country. But Dr. Jean, like you just said, you're a you're a White House correspondent. Mm-hmm. I've seen you on the White House lawn, and, you know, and and you know that this is not just another country. What would happen to Israel right now, for instance? What would happen? The entire world hates Israel. The United Nations hates Israel. Yes. The Muslim countries in the area would love to see Israel blown off the map. Yes. But but what keeps Israel okay and safe and preserved is this precious country, yes. the United States of America. And so we we've got to fight for this country. We can't just treat it like it's nothing. I know and I want to say one other thing uh what you don't know about me is in 2017 the Lord sent me across the entire border to pray for the country to secure the border mm. right after Trump got in which is what ended up bringing me up here and partnering with Trump in the end. Mm. But the point is what God showed me across this country is that this country is is more to him like Israel was to God. You know, Israel, Israel was God's bride. Yeah. You know, we are Jesus's bride, basically. But right. in the United States of America, he loves her. And he, yeah. this is the reason that we're having the mercy we are right now versus Absolutely. us just being blown out of the map. 
Yep. We have the right to be destroyed. There's no doubt. Nobody's doubting that we should be judged to the imp. Right, right. Because of the the terrible smell that God smells from the sin that mm-hmm. he has to endure from his own people. Okay? Mm-hmm. We definitely deserve judgment. Mm-hmm. But because God loves us so much, it's his extended mercy Mm-hmm. That has given us this chance. You know, like you said earlier, we are in a window of opportunity right yeah. now. Yeah. I believe if we do not take it for an understanding of what this Kairos moment is, I believe we will lose this opportunity, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and we will lose our country too. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I believe, yes, we need to fight for her and we will answer to God for how we do her. So Absolutely. go ahead and go back to your sermon, sir, please. No, no, I, I so appreciate that. This is, this is that Kairos moment. This is that, that window. And it, it's time for the church to listen to the burning bush. Yes. Because the burning bush uh, called Moses. And, and I think it's interesting that we just had a President Bush. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's because I think that's the... That is the that's the prophetic sign that it that it's time for God's people to be set free. It's time for America to be set free, and now it's time to hear the call of the trumpet. Get it? Yes. The trumpet. The, yes. the, the, the trumpet is here, which means the bush was kind of preparatory. It was uh, it was uh, God laying the groundwork, laying the foundation for what was to come. But but when the when Jesus comes, when the King comes. There's going to be a trumpet blowing. I don't think it's yes. an accident that our that our president's name has the root word of Trump in it right. because because that means it's go time. Yes. It's Jesus time. Yes. Jesus shows up when the trump blows. That's right, amen. <laughs> and the trump is blowing, and, and and you got these people that are like never Trump and blah blah. Oh, get over it. Yes. Grow. Hey, hey, we this guy loves us. He. Uh, God, God is doing something great in the government, and 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 the government's pushing back an opportunity for the church. But but here's the deal for the church: the church, and I mentioned this before, has got to show up. Yes. If if we stay asleep when the trumpet blows, we we're going to end up like the five foolish virgins. Yeah. And I know that in the Bible is talking about a different scenario, but the principle is the same. Yes. There is the principle of you got to be ready. When the Lord moves, you got to be ready to jump on. Elisha had to be with Elijah when he was taken up. You got you to be there at the right moment to receive the blessing of the Lord. And, and this is the right moment. And I believe the church at Planned Parenthood, and, and the movie Unplanned and, and what you're doing and the miraculous story of how you became a White House correspondent uh, is just unbelievable. I think, I think that is the universal church trumpet call. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's not a guarantee. Right. It's not a guarantee. We have to respond to the trumpet. Yes. We have to have oil in our lamp because when that moment is over, we're not going to be able to borrow we're not going to be able to borrow other people's oil, other people's moment, other people's power. Wow, this is good preaching. You, yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't, there's no like second chance when it yeah. comes to these moments. So we've got to be the church that is the five wise 
versions. And I think it's very foolish to go, you know, well, Trump just doesn't sound like a Christian and he kind of talks coarse and, you know, he's got a past. Well, who doesn't have a past? Yeah. Who, who, who doesn't have a past? I, you know, uh, so we can, we can be foolish or we can be like the wise, the wise virgins that said, that said you know what? Um, I've got oil. I'm ready. It's time. We've been praying. We've been praying for years. And God has pulled back the curtain. And he's given us an opportunity. And this is that moment. Let's rise up, church. And I think, I think uh, we don't know how long this window is going to be. I pray Trump is going to be uh, voted in for another four years. I believe he, he I is. Too. Yeah. God help us. God help us. I think if Hillary would have been elected, we'd be, we'd be done for. I, I, don't, yes. I don't think we know how miraculous this victory was right. uh, and, and, and how much grace was on it. But we have got to take this moment because we don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. And this is our chance to ignore Roe and defeat Roe. Yes. And, and, and you know what? We're seeing some states right now introduced for the first time in history, Dr. Gene, I don't know if you know this, but even in the state of Washington and in the state of Texas and in Oklahoma, bills are being introduced that would completely abolish abortion. Yeah. And, and right now these bills are kind of dying in committee because nobody thinks it will, you know, go through or whatever. Yeah. But listen, all as it takes is for one state like a Texas or an Oklahoma or a Florida yeah. to say, you know what? The court, the Supreme Court doesn't make law. They, 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 they uh, make decisions on individual cases. Yes. But states have just as much, in fact, more authority than the Supreme Court. And a state like Texas can, could just decide within their legislative body to ignore the Supreme Court, rein in the judicial yeah. tyranny. And I'm telling you, Dr. June, it's getting close. So that's my message my message is this is the Kairos moment. This is the time. It is. But the church needs to respond. Well, I would like to say that being from the media, that America needs to pay attention to what they're watching, what mm. they're listening to. Because, Amen. You know, since the president came in, there's been an attack on mainstream media. He has mm. done a war. He has pointed out their lies. He has talked about their fake media so i just want to tell you what i'm seeing up here mm. in washington yes okay yes i go out on the streets and i interview these people and i can see literal demons come up in people when i mention mm. the president's name mm. and the reason is is because and these are even christians okay mm. it's because they have bought the lie of the devil they yep. are they are watching the wrong things they're listening right. to the wrong yes. things that are telling them that it's more important for social justice. Listen to mm, me. Come on, girl. It's more important for God's justice. Social justice is a liberal terminology. Absolutely. To try to turn the country liberal. Okay? Absolutely. It's trying to turn them against God. God's mm -hmm. justice says we do not commit murder. God's justice is a man and a woman gets married. Come on. That's it. There is no other gender but a man and a woman. But see, so what they have done is they have convinced Americans, okay, that it's all about social issues. And so this is where they try to hang him with. So the other day I was interviewing these women, and they were doing this prayer thing out at the mall. 
And I said, you know, being that they was Christians, I said, they was the way they said they're going to be praying for the president, I could tell they was anti-Trump. And so I let him know when I started the interview, I'm a White House correspondent. So if I'm going to interview you, I'm going to talk about the White House. And I'm going to talk about the president. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so they was talking like, we're going to pray against this uh, terrible mouth that happens out of the executive branch. And, you know, they're trying to be all political right now. But I knew what they were saying. So I said, well, are you, when I finally got to speak, I said, well, are you not proud to have a president that has helped the minorities in such a phenomenal way by giving them over $800 million or billion dollars, giving them prison reform? And I started naming off all this stuff. Mm. But you could literally see this demon just rise up and clamp their mouth. And it's like they cannot recognize anything good that man has done. And it's like, okay. So I said, let's just pray. You know, so I grabbed him and prayed. So then I go to this other interview over here at the, um, what is that? The Lincoln Memorial. There is 179 or 181 military veterans from World War II all the way up to the Vietnam. So they're all out there looking all cute, getting their picture made. So I asked them for an interview and told them I was from the White House. So they come out and they said, they was bragging about their program and what all they do for veterans. So I said, well, are you not so proud of the president? <laughs> you know, proud Good of for him you. That Good for you, Jim. Doing all these things for veterans and he's giving them all benefits that everybody's cried about for so long. And this thing just rose up in her throat and a clamp come on her mouth. And she was looking at me like, I am not saying one word. And I'm sitting there like, okay. And she said, we better stop this interview. I was like, wow. You know, but the point is they are listening to the wrong thing. Absolutely. You know, if the Christians would only fast, if you don't like the man fast. And let me tell you why. Because when you fast, bride, you will see someone the way God sees them. Mm. Mm. And you will see God has called him for such a time as this. Listen, we are facing a devil that our country has never seen. It is a corruption of the vilest way. Mm -hmm. I have been up here, sir, on Capitol Hill. And when I moved here six months ago, my first assignment by God was praying over Capitol Hill for three months. Mm. I saw the grossest, in the spirit, the grossest demons, okay? Mm. It's a lust, perversion, Mm -hmm. vomit. I call it vomit. Mm -hmm. uh, Spirit that's over Capitol Hill, which is why they're coming out with all these uh, bills that are just so perverted. It's it's the worst per... if anybody out there can check HR5, that is the worst perverted. It's called the Equality Bill, where they are mm. wanting uh, to become recognized just like African Americans are in the Civil Rights mm. Movement. They're wanting the same, which would just shut the church down. You might as well My forget goodness. being a pastor, right. forget being right. a church if yeah. HR5 passes. Really? So you take mm. this perversion that's over Capitol Hill and they're spewing this vomit out to all of America. And then you take the media, the media just fawns. I mean, it's like they're just lusting at the mouth for Democrats. 
it's like they're all there. They'll do anything yeah. they say, and mm-hmm. and we'll just take all that hook, line, and sinker. But you'll have Christians inside Capitol Hill speaking out against Sharia law, mm-hmm. and they will not. There's nowhere to be found. You won't even see Fox News. Mm. You won't see mm. any of them to be found. Wow. But for wow. the Democrats, where it's vomit, where it's Sharia law, where it's Islam, where it's LGBTQ agenda, they're all right there. So mm. I'm encouraging you, church. Please hear me. I'm yes. up here. Yes. I see it myself. Yeah. Quit listening to all that mess. It's nothing but a bunch of vomit. In other words, they have an agenda. Yeah. And Pastor, I want to tell you one other thing. When I was in grad school, in communications field, we have this, we all have theories in all our disciplines, right? Mm-hmm. In our field, we have what they call the agenda setting theory. I have believed that since I heard it. The agenda setting theory means they are setting an agenda that they want you to believe. Mm. So they will narrate a story. And they will keep that story going. Why do you think, Brad, that you have all these mainstream medias like seven networks and they're all talking the same thing? Why? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there not all this other news that is more important than what the president is tweeting about? I mean, we got serious stuff happening out here. And even with the economy, they won't even report on anything good. Right. It's because they have an agenda. It's called the agenda setting theory. They're telling you what they want you to know. And I'm just encouraging you that's watching. Right. Yes. So anyway. Amen. Sorry, Amen. Pastor. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a it don't be sorry. I'm I'm it's good to hear from somebody who's there and, yeah. and, and sees this with their own eyes because we're all kind of going about our business, but there is definitely a demonic agenda and through you mentioned it through the social justice movement uh liberalism and leftism has found a way with pseudo compassion into the church of jesus christ yeah and 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 it it will destroy it if the church doesn't uh put up a guard yes well i would like to take a few minutes to pray for you yes thank you Uh, thank you because i i am so excited to interview you tonight and i believe that god has got great things in store Mm. and i can't wait to interview you in just a few months and say what has happened Mm. what has (laughs) god done in just a few months (laughs) amen amen uh, Lord, I just thank you Hallelujah. so much for my brother, Lord. And I thank you for giving him this vision. I thank you, Lord, that he listened. I thank you that he obeyed. I thank you, Lord, that he obeyed with something that sounded so crazy, Lord. And you are blessing him tremendously, Lord. I pray that you give this man all of the wisdom that he needs in how to do this legally the wisdom of how to do the sidewalks, how to coordinate the cars, how to talk to legislators, how to do this, how to do that. Give him the wisdom on how to do the logistics of all this, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you give him the words to preach when he's out there, Lord, because like that one woman that held her son There's probably many women out there that have had abortions or considering abortion. 
so many different scenarios, Lord, and he needs to be led by you. He needs his mouth to be filled with you, Lord, to be filled with your words. And I come in agreement with your word because you say, if we open our mouth, that you are faithful to fill it. Lord, I lift up his arms right now, Lord, and I hold up his arms and ask you, Lord, to fill him with strength, fill him with joy, which is his strength, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would help his family, Lord, with all the things that they need help with, because this is adding a little more stress because it's growing so fast and everything, Lord. So I just pray that you give them uh, help, have people come and help clean the house, people to help cook, people uh, that would just help them in the everyday parts of life that come with ministry that most people won't even consider help. Have people help him with that, Lord. And Lord, I pray that we come together in agreement that yeah. Planned Parenthood, this spirit of Baal is coming down yes. in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. We are yes. speaking to Hallelujah. that mountain, Lord, because yes. your word says that if we speak to that mountain and we tell that mountain to go, that that mountain will go. Yes. And we are telling that mountain to go out yes. of this country in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Yes, we are Lord. sick of the abortions and we want yes. them to come down. Yes, and Lord, Lord, we pray that you give us more churches across this country. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Have yes, other Jesus. ministers in their cities yes, Lord. want to Hallelujah, pull this Jesus. together in their cities and start having churches yes, at Jesus. Planned Parenthood. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Yes. Bringing them together in unity. Everybody understands the battle uh, yes, for yes, life, Lord. the battle for life. And Lord, we pray to an agreement that people will go see that movie unplanned. Yes. That they will yes, want Lord. to go see that movie, Lord, that it will change their life, Lord. And yes. that we thank you for all the people, Lord, that are either watching this broadcast or all the people across this country that you are speaking to. Take a horse and buggy. Go across the United States with a baby in the cart. Do this. Do that. Form this meeting. Do this. Lord, let them hear your voice right now, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We decree and declare that Roe yes. versus Wade will yes. be overturned in our lifetime. Yes. Yes. In Jesus' yes. mighty name, Lord. And, yes. Lord, I pray for my brother, too, Lord, that you give him help uh, physically. And I mean yes, help in his church, uh, yes, people Jesus. that will step up to the bad, people that will help with technology, people that will help with the equipment, and yes, all Jesus. those kinds of things, Lord. Yes, we God. just put yes, it all Jesus. in your hands today because our battle is not ours, it is yours. Yes, and Jesus. one last thing, Lord. We know that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's with mm. the principalities and the powers. And we come together in agreement. Tearing mm -hmm. down every stronghold over his city, every yes. stronghold over every Planned Parenthood that they are yes. under war with right now Hallelujah. in Jesus' name. That they will come down and they will have to bow to the will of the living God for that city. And that city yes. will be set free. We decree and declare life over yes. this nation. We have a president who said, I will not sign anything that comes mm. across my desk that is death. I am a president Hallelujah. of life. Lord, let that trickle down from the top yes. all the way down. Hallelujah. That we declare life in this yes. country mm -hmm. in Jesus' mighty name, Lord.
And Lord, I pray health for my brother, Lord. Strengthen his body. Heal his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, I pray that his ears would be in tune with heaven, Lord, most of all. That his spiritual channels will be open to you, Lord. And that you will fill him and make him every whit whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother, I would love it if you would pray for my ministry and pray for the bride, please. Hallelujah. You bet. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for uh, Dr. June. And and Lord, I thank you that you've miraculously put her within the White House as a correspondent. That is a miracle of heaven, Lord. And and we know that wasn't by an accident. We know that was by the hand of God and the arrangement of God. And so, God, we know there is a great purpose on Dr. June and her radio program and her TV program, Father. Yes, Lord. And I pray that it would uh, be blessed and be, be prospered above what she could imagine. I thank you that she is gifted. I've seen the gifts here tonight. She is a very, very gifted host and reporter you, and, and, and TV uh, host, Lord, and, and radio host, God. I thank you. Um, for what you've put in her as far as gifts and anointings. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, now I just pray that you would, this is her moment. This is her Kairos. I pray that you would continue to move the chess pieces on the board, uh, yes. part the Red Sea, Lord, just uh, yes, make Lord. that way, go before her, uh, prepare the way for her so yes, she doesn't Lord. have to stress. She can just walk right in. And I pray that you would open doors, Lord, even as you's, oh, you've opened doors to the president and the yes. vice president, and you've given her a microphone and some access, Lord, to the, yes, Lord. the White House uh, of the world, as she described, Lord. I pray that the, the moments would get more key and more uh, and that you give her a, a bigger voice, Lord. We need her yes. prophetic voice. So yes, I pray Lord. that her voice would be released across this nation, yes, and it would be Lord. released to the, to the Christian world and even to the secular world, Lord. Uh, just open up the avenues that she might be uh, effective and salt and light in this dark world, Lord. Yes, make, Lord. make her a, a prophetess of your kingdom yes, in the Lord. name of Jesus. She wouldn't just be a reporter, but she'd be a prophetess. She'd be a yes, voice Lord. that would speak forth the word of God, reveal the truth, yes, and Lord. reveal what is, what is real, and yet also speak the word of God. Do it, anoint her, and bless her. And I thank you that you will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, we're in agreement that our nation is going to have a turnaround. Amen, brother. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I hope, wanna say, hope is real. Yes, I want to say one other thing before we get off here. I have studied judgment. I have studied mm. God's patterns with judgment. Yeah. This is what I'm telling the church because we do have a split in the church. Some people say, you know, judgment's coming right now. And the others say, well, we got a little bit of grace. It will come, but we got, you know. So we right. have this heard timing mm-hmm. issue. Okay. This yeah. is what I tell people, listen, does it matter? The question mm-hmm. is, are we in position? Mm-hmm. Are we listening to God? Good. Because we need to be wherever God's going to have us be yes. for whatever's yes. going to happen. We have to live in our today and let God take care of tomorrow. If tomorrow is yeah. judgment, then there you go. Then so if tomorrow is a blessing, then there you go. Hallelujah. I, it's not going to change the kingdom. Right. See what I mean? It's not going right. to change us. Right. We need to be positioned for mercy. Yes. And if judgment falls, that's, that's, but we need to be positioned for mercy. And then yes. we've done our part. 
Well, see, I think that's the reason a lot of people have given up is because they mm-hmm. feel like it's so dark. Yeah. But they feel like there's no hope. And I'm like, people, right. there is hope. There's hope. There's, there's hope. very much hope right now. Yes. Yes. Amen. And you and you give us hope. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Dr. June. I, oh, I just I've just met you in the last week, but um, I I'm leaving this even this program feeling so encouraged that God has placed you strategically uh, in Washington, D.C. So thank you for what you're doing. And and just know that the hand of God is on you. I feel it. I well, feel thank it. you, sir. I hope to meet you very soon. I do, too. Maybe maybe we can get you out to the other Washington uh, some someday and you can speak for us. I here. would love it. <laughs> Only if I can go live and show all my friends out there. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> we would love that. It would be amazing. It'd be amazing. Yes. Okay. All right. Tell them one more time how they can find out more about you. Yes, uh, the church at plannedparenthood.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, we have we have the church at Planned Parenthood Facebook page. Uh, my personal page is Ken Valencia Peters. And there are a number of church at Planned Parenthood Facebook pages now because they're popping up all over the country. So that's, uh, that's how you can best get a hold of us. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. And listen, to all you new ones, you can check us out at WATB.TV, which means we are the bride, WATB.TV and WATBradio.com. Now, Pastor Ken's broadcast that we did tonight will be live on the radio Thursday night, okay? So you will be able to hear this broadcast on WATB Radio. Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All right, brother. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Jim. All right. Bye, everybody. God bless you. Body, 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 God bless you. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.